Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Tommy is a pity thief, a drug addict, a slacker, a loser, and an asshole in the fictionalized autobiography of cartoonist Ed Brubaker in Low Life. Trash episode one zero eight. Low life. My name is Eric. My name is Jason. Stop. <laughs> oh, not much. Thank you for braving the wintry apocalypse to uh, come and record tonight. Yeah. There's not a lot of snow, but it is fucking cold. It is very cold. There was a lot of snow last night when we usually record, but uh, I thought I had other plans and everyone uh, canceled on me. <laughs> Actually, it's not entirely true. I canceled on one of them. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the the uh, late night plans that I had, I uh, was uh, going to venture into Hippie Town, USA. and uh, Yellow Springs? Yes. Wow. Uh, against my will. Whatever for. Were you going to buy some herb? So, <laughs> right, some oregano, some uh, parsley, some ba- little basil, basil, yeah, uh, yeah, cooking some spaghetti, yeah, yeah. Uh, You're like, I heard they have herb there, right? <laughs> it must be renowned. <laughs> Graham Morrison knows about it. It must be good basil. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I was going there for uh, to help a friend to do a thing. Ah, and uh, yeah, we decided that uh, it was uh, pretty nasty by the time uh, we were supposed to go do that, so we called it off. All right, Ixnay on the Ippy Hay. Yeah, yeah. So I just uh, stayed in and uh, played video games all night. Yeah. Well, it sounds like game. a that sounds like a nice evening whenever it's fucking freezing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> I finally made it to Mexico. Oh, in your video game. <laughs> <laughs> In Red Dead Redemption? Yes. Okay. That's cool. Did you kill some Mexicans? Uh, yes, I did. No? Yeah. yeah. It's always fun to kill a Mexican. Oh, man. <laughs> in my video game. In your video game, yeah. <laughs> we don't condone such things in real life. No. Besides, I've killed plenty of white people, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yourself are Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> By way of Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> They're Whatever. The yeah. Whatever. <laughs> joined at the hip. Yeah. Because <laughs> all Puerto Ricans love Mexicans. Better than joined ass to mouth. <laughs> much pretty <previous>, Much. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, I actually ventured out into the, the snow. Ooh. I went one street over to my cousin Casey's house. <laughs> <laughs> Were you careful? Yeah, I was careful, yeah. And she even gave me artwork, and it was, like, snowing on the way home, and I had to, like, carry it in such a way that the snow didn't ruin it, so it was just paper, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I I ventured out at one point last uh, yesterday to uh, go to the grocery store across the street from me. (laughs) Oh, I bet it was insanely crowded. It wasn't too bad. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was around, like, 3.34 when I went. Oh, yeah. So everybody had already 
stocked Panic. up on sardines yeah, and already, water. Uh, stocked up on their plastic and water. Yeah. And flashlights and right. uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's dating for, you know, for those who don't know, Mountain Dew is, runs through the pipes. There's a, there's actually three knobs on most faucets. Hot, cold, and Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended as a Mountain Dew drinker. <laughs> well, you're from Dayton. It's, you know, it's not your fault. It comes in the pipes. You know, I actually used to hate Mountain Dew. See, I used to love Mountain Dew. Oh, well. I haven't drank it in a decade. Oh, all right. There's a, there's, a, uh, there's a gigantic part of me that wishes I couldn't drink it. Because uh, I'm addicted to the caffeine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's loaded, sugar yeah. caffeine. It's a, it's a tasty beverage. It's no mellow yellow though. I like the mellow yellow. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I don't know. There's like a tweak difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'm sure in a taste test I could tell the difference. Right. Back then, like now, right, right. either one would destroy my taste buds now. <laughs> so it's been quite some time. No, yeah, uh, the first time that I ever enjoyed Mountain Dew, uh, I was in high school, and it was like, uh, like, uh, late spring, you know, uh, gym class, mm-hmm. and it was hot as balls, and, uh, like, gym class was over, and, like, I was just drenched in sweat, and I was thirsty as shit, and, uh, they had a, uh, vending machine, and, uh, someone, like, bought an extra Mountain Dew, and offered it to me. Wow. I was just like, it's fucking cold and wet. I'm taking it. <laughs> and, uh, fucking guzzled that thing down and I've uh, been hooked ever since. <laughs> so that, that guy was probably a pusher from PepsiCo. Probably. Disguised <laughs> as a fellow classmate. Actually, uh, like, after that point, I, I never, yeah, I didn't indulge in it too much again until I started dating my ex-girlfriend. Because that is practically all she ever drank. <laughs> What's so weird though, because I mean, like, I guess anything that's that cold when you're that tired. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're starving, you know, like if you right. ate something, yeah. you know, like it's going to be the best thing you've ever eaten right. just because it's the only thing you've eaten. I just don't think a Mountain Dew is, or any cola is refreshing, really. Yeah, it's ref- yeah they can be refreshing. Mm. Uh, I've, I love water. Like, I drink water all the time when I'm at work, but, uh, like, it dries out my mouth and my throat way too much. Water does. Water. That's bizarre. No, do you drink like the bottled water? I drink like tap water. Okay, you know, like from a fountain. Okay, because I know there's some bottled waters that put like some sort of sulfates in there to like actually dry you out to make you want more. It's it's like some sort of I don't know some sort of psychological test they're right, experimenting right. on as well. No, <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I generally don't drink uh, pre-bottled water just because uh, it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I can just get it from a sink or a, I buy, a fountain. Yeah. I'd, I'd say like once a month I buy a bottle of water, and then for the rest of the month I fill That's up with tap water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Welcome back to Water Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so as a kid, did you ever uh, you know, run around in the sprinkler in the summer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I never did have a slip and slide though. Neither did I. And, uh, me and Doogie went in on a, uh, bought it for Theo for his birthday. Like we, we, uh, we split it. Hoping that 
when it was set up, we could all, you know, do a little slipping and a little sliding. But, right. But uh, so far, I've never seen it got set up yet, which yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was forgotten about. Could be. Like buried in a stack somewhere. It's not like you guys have a huge yard. Yeah. Anything, and there's like dog shit all over the backyard. Right, right. So, I mean, that adds a little treachery and like, you know. Danger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And an element of surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to slip and slip and slide, it's kind of gross. It's like the double dare version of slip and slide. Right. <laughs> but in slime, it's dog shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, on that, if if that show would have been on like Showtime, they they could have oh, got away yeah. with just pouring shit all over people. Wouldn't yeah. that be an amazing game show? I bet uh, if it was on right now on Nickelodeon, it would be shit. It would be shit. And yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, like. Like you'd have to jump into a vat of cum and pull out a red flag. Right. <laughs> uh, and you like, there's always like a few droplets on Mark Summers' coat, and he's freaking out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <sighs> yeah, snow. I love the snow. Do you? I do. I hate it. Took me two and a half hours to get to work this morning. That's in that, and it's usually just over an hour. Drive. Usually, lately mm. it's been more like an hour and a half. But uh, yeah, it's been see, that turns my fifteen-minute drive into a twenty-two-minute drive. So, right, yeah, yeah, you know, like it, it's not a huge deal for me. Actually, because I left, uh, I left work, or I left for work early this morning. I left here at like ten after five. And, uh, I bet you haven't seen that unless you've, uh, just gone to bed. <laughs> yeah, ten after five, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know the clock even, like, actually went over those numbers. I thought it just, like, turned off for a few, a few hours and went blank. <laughs> no, I went to bed at, uh, ten after five, I, I, I left for work. Ten after five, and, like, uh, the roads around here were, eh, you know, I mean... Slick, slushy, but not not, right, right. not treacherous. Right, and then when I hit thirty-five, uh, like it was fucking clear, and like I got to a point where I was like, "Man, I am gonna be like half an hour early picking up my coworker. He's probably not even awake yet." <laughs> you know, like, what the hell am I gonna do? Uh, but then uh, there's a part where uh, you go far enough on thirty-five where Third uh, Street intersects it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh right at Third Street apparently the plows just uh disappeared off of the face of the planet. <laughs> they were they're uh, abducted by extraterrestrial yeah. <laughs> mid plow. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the way was just uh snow covered treachery. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it took uh it took a while to to get to work tonight. This morning. Oh yeah. At least you're safe. Yes, I am. Safe, alive, and exhausted. Just drive, uh, drive, drive twenty percent slower, people. This time of year, and yeah. everything's fine. You know, and I, that's what I did. I just, uh, I don't think I made it above sixty at all this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even on like the cleanest parts of of uh, seventy five. Yeah. You know? Uh, but man, there are some fucking assholes out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who uh, just chug it along. I don't know how far south you've been on uh, 75 recently, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, some, some pretty heavy construction going on, and it's, uh, like, you know, they, they've condensed, uh, 
or they've condensed three lanes into two. Oh, okay. You know, so, like, there's technically three lanes, but there should be more like there's <clears> one, <throat> two. Right. It's uh, like, a bottom, like, like, you know, with the, the walls and everything. Right. Which, uh, you know, on a, on a good day is terrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah, those concrete walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, snowy days. Like, yeah. And then, of course, there's some asshole in a semi going 80, you know, in the slow lane. All right. He can't help it, though. He's loaded with, uh, he's got hauling, you know, I don't know, truckloads of Xanax or whatever. <laughs> to the gills. Weighs a thousand pounds. Probably ten thousand pounds. Probably. Yeah. Car's about a thousand pounds, right? Sure. You know Spider-Man can lift a car? <laughs> I did not know that. A small car. Okay. Not a big car. Not a Hummer, but he could lift like a, a Geo Metro. Actually, or, I think I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did that in the movies, didn't he? Uh, possibly. I know he. I know he did that on the episode of Spider-Man and Amazing, Amazing Friends when he found out he had his powers, oh, yeah. like the origin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And in the uh, Marvel role-playing game, they like tried to show you, <laughs> like each character had its own like power rating, and it would show you next to it what they could lift, and the Spider-Man would lift like a small car. Yeah, I think actually I remember that on the uh, the Marvel Universe trading cards. I think they yeah, had that uh, yeah. on the back. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, my favorite of those trading cards was uh, the one for the Absorbing Man. Oh, because uh, it had like uh, like mental capabilities uh, listed on all the characters too. Right, and his was mentally deficient. <laughs> for oh, what's his name? Kane. Uh, Creel. Creel. Yeah. 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 Oh, poor guy. <laughs> You know, it's not all about book smarts, though. No, yeah. If you know how to wield a ball and chain. When you can absorb any uh, substance and also or just tossing around a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who, who cares how smart you are? Yeah, one thing he couldn't absorb was algebra. No. Nope. Just couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, my, uh, my friends in uh, junior high and high school uh, always... Uh, Always made reference to uh, mental deficient <laughs> because of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure there's worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there were worse things to be yeah. for a supervillain. It's true. But it could be what? physically deficient. Could be physically deficient. Could be uh, sexually deficient. Well, I guess if he's physically deficient, he could be mentally capable, That's and true. he could form the plans and like hire a, the goons, uh, like a Modoc or a Hector. A Modoc, a Mojo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, any Mo, uh, Mo, Mo and Curly. <laughs> um, Mo, yeah, Mo always had Shimp and uh, Curly yeah, do right, do the yeah. dirty work. Yeah, there's a Mo teeth there. Ooh, Man, yikes! In the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are we? It seems like we're stalling today. Do we uh, no, I, this is kind of par for the course for us. Okay, I was just uh, thinking, like maybe. You were feeling like we didn't have anything to say about this book? No. Okay. Uh, this is what we do. We we uh, talk for awkwardly for like ten minutes, and then we... Uh, talk awkwardly about something else for yeah, half an hour. And then we uh, <laughs> awkwardly segue into uh, into the book that we're going to do, and I totally had one ready to go, oh. but uh, that point has passed. No. So now we got to figure out how to work our way back into the awkward oh, segue. Prepare for another half an hour <laughs> of water talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about uh, let's pre- let's pretend mm-hmm. that uh, we're still talking about supervillains. Uh huh. And you know what supervillains are? 
What are they? Low lives. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this book that we read. <laughs> what, you mean low life? Yeah. By, By Ed Brubaker. Brubaker. Who also currently makes a good living writing about a bunch of supervillains. That is terrific irony. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Wow, it's come full circle. Yes, it has. So, yeah. Low Life. Low Life by Edward Brubaker. It's the same Ed Brubaker. It is the same Ed Brubaker. Although it's hard to believe. It's incredibly hard to believe. Yeah. In fact, uh, while reading through this, like, because uh, I'm a big fan of... Uh, his his crime stuff, which is Daredevil and whatnot. Uh, well, Daredevil and like uh, definitely uh, criminal, criminal yeah. uh, incognito, sleeper, uh, sleeper, uh, Zenith crime, uh, Dead Enders, the Care Bears trilogy, Care Bears trilogy, uh, just his whole his, his whole, whole bibliography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and like, but but his crime stuff is, I think, uh, a lot more uh, closer in tone to low life but then at the same time that guy's fucking writing the secret avengers <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's like it's like if they hired you know chester brown or joe matt to draw to write and draw like you know heroes for hire or right. something, you know. <laughs> it's so weird and speaking of that ed brubaker has written heroes for hire basically Really? He uh, he and Matt Fraction wrote Iron Fist for like twenty issues. Oh wow! Well, okay, right. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever read any of his. Uh, I don't think I've read any of his superhero stuff actually. Not at all. I think I've only read his crime Batman movie. stuff. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I bet I read an issue. Didn't he do Gotham Central? Uh, he did. Was that him? Yes. I think I read a couple of those. But I mean, Batman's not really. Uh, Greg Ruka. Uh, yeah, that's more of a just a crime book than yeah. a Batman book. Yeah, I don't know that I've read his Batman stuff. He was doing Batman when uh, I worked at Mavericks with you, so I'm pretty sure I probably at least recommended it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but at that point, he was still, like, you know, just the guy who uh, wrote Dead Enders for Vertigo, and it was just a failing book that, you know, uh. you know was going to be canceled soon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, the, really, the only reason I started reading his Batman stuff was because, like, I really liked Dead Enders, and I really liked Scene of the Crime, uh, which were, like, the only two books by him that I had read at that point. Was Scene another Vertigo book? Yeah. Okay. It was uh, just a four-issue series that he did with uh, Michael Lark and uh, Sean Phillips. Uh, just, you know, straight-up crime, you know. Uh, but, uh, and also, actually, uh... Now that I recall, uh, some of that, the main character of that book, uh, some of the, the character traits of that guy, uh, some similarities to uh, some of the stories that uh, really? Tommy has in yeah. uh, Low Life. Really? Yeah. Wonder, it wasn't, the character wasn't Tommy. Was the it? character was not Tommy. Okay. Because uh, that'd be kind of cool. No, but like, uh, you know, the, there's a reference to uh, his previous uh, days as a uh, kind of a petty criminal. And, okay. Uh, uh, drug addict, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which uh, Tommy uh, definitely is in, in the book. But, uh, yeah, but, like, uh, when he was doing Batman, I was like, I really like, because you've seen the crime, and I really like Dead Enders. I just want to support that guy. I want to see him become successful, you know. Like, I want to help a brother out. Right, know? right. Yeah, I didn't even Throw know. Throw a dog a bone. Yeah, I didn't even know anything about low life at that point yet. Right. But, uh 
And then, of course, look at him now. He, right? the, the X-Men. Uh, Incognito is going to be a movie, right? Uh, Sleeper is. Oh, Sleeper is. Last okay. I heard, no. I'm sure Incognito has probably, uh, you know, been eyed. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Sleeper for sure. Really. Not for sure, but it has been optioned. But yeah, <clears throat> X-Men, <throat> Secret Avengers, uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist... Uh, Batman. That is quite a change. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I know we've talked about, uh, that strange, strange adventures, uh, strange tales that, uh, you know, has artwork by a lot of, like, indie cartoonists. Right. And, you know, that's one thing to see. I mean, you see, you know, Jeffrey Brown do a Fantastic Four story or right, Tony right. Millionaire do a Thor story. But they're just kind of doing it. It's like a novelty gag. Yeah, they're like, kind they're of like, thing. they're like funny and weird and like, right. But, I mean, he, like, crossed over. Totally crossed over. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, yeah, there has to be an entire legion of Ed Brubaker fans that have no idea that this book exists. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, half of them don't even know that, like, you know, criminal exists. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, why would they? I mean, seriously, we have so many customers that come in Mavericks that, that read, you know, whatever Marvel book, and then, like, when the... Uh, the writer, the artist changes. Um, they like, they just, they like freak out. They're like, ah, it's not good anymore. It's different. Right. And like, they don't even understand why. It's like, they're like, Spider Man's acting different now. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm not trying to insult them as much as it sounds like. I mean, a little bit I am, but, right, right. but I mean, it's like, you they, are making them sound incredibly retarded. <laughs> well, like, like, like beyond retardation. I swear. Like, it's like the point when you're, you know, like 10 years old and you realize that comics are made by humans. Right, right. A lot of our customers, it seems like they haven't made that leap yet. Like, they, they just like, like, I want to see what Thor's doing, you know? Right. And they really don't think, like, you know, that Matt Fraction's right in Thor. They just right, think right, Thor's yeah. doing these things and yeah. they can somehow <laughs> see it in a comic book. But, but he looks different now. Yeah. I know. Like, what, why does he look different? <laughs> so yeah, of course I'm just saying like they probably don't realize Ed Brubaker is the guy that writes the books they like. Right, right. Uh and they would probably uh I would say even if they they did eventually realize that, like like you know, like you and I obviously uh are, are not those people you're describing. We 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 figured out a long time ago that that somebody makes these. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm not. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all like that. No, I understand small percentage. Yeah. Small percentage. But there are people who you know. Yeah, they even even if they have a clue who is doing what on their favorite comic, you know, it doesn't matter to them. They're still going to keep reading it anyway. Right. Even if they fucking hate it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just a bonus if it's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, I can't believe the book that I collect is actually good for right. like three months straight. <laughs> That's crazy. And I'm like, oh really? You like that? Uh, you know, he also, you know, Brian K. Vaughn, you know, that does Ultimate X Men that you really like. He, you know, he's also done like, you know, these right. other things. Uh, he's done some Buffy or some, you know, right, Why right. the Last Man. And they're like, what? Why would I read that? Right. And like, oh, I just like. You, I thought you really liked the stories. Right, yep. Like, yeah, I like reading about X Men. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. But if you like, you just like the X Men. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like the X Men. Yeah, I like the X Men. But, uh, but 
my my like of it, and I think I've said it before, is that I really want to like the X-Men. So I'm always going to wait until there's a writer that I like paired with yeah. those characters that I like. Exactly. And hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. And if it's not, fuck it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, the same thing, like, when you're a kid, uh, you know, if you like something, you like every incarnation of that thing. Right. If you see a, any toy or game or T-shirt. Right, right. Even if you don't necessarily think it looks cool, you'll want it because it's got Wolverine on it or whatever. Right, right. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm not saying they're stupid, it's just like somehow that connection hasn't been made in, in a lot of readers that, you know, you know, you're reading stuff made by certain people and you probably actually just like, you know, their stories or their artwork. Right, right. You know, so just read more stuff by those people. Right. I don't know. It drives me crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, and then I'll say this, I really like it for Big Brother. I've made that clear at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you reviewed Criminal, I uh, said that's among one of my favorite comics, you know, and I've loved all of his crime stuff that he's put out. I have followed him on Daredevil. And like I just said, I love the X-Men. I love Ed Brubaker. Together, it's like corn and peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, Not good. so good. Has he done X-Men? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a while. He did the uh, the whole Deadly Genesis thing. That was his first oh, uh, go-around. Okay. And, yeah. Then he did the, the X-Men in space. And, I don't know. Wow. It was not good. A large part of that was terrible artwork, but still, like, you know, if the story wasn't engaging enough... If the story is good enough, I can look past shitty artwork. Right. Hence, low life. <laughs> Oh. No, I'm, I'm just being cruel for no reason. Right. I was going to say, if you don't like the art in Low Life, turn 10 pages because I've never seen in a five issue span, uh, an artist change so drastically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that is crazy. There's like four. I mean, it's not like he tries a different style for every issue. I mean, there's like a couple different styles every issue. Right. Well, it's just him growing. Yeah. Because they just take took him years to do oh yeah you know i think what the first issue is like 1992 maybe i think it was yeah 91 92 uh the signature on the cover says 90 and then uh it's like 95 96 is issue five yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like some of these stories were like printed in mini comic form years before before that right so it wasn't like he was like (laughs) constantly working on this yeah Uh, it's great I, i actually like the art in the middle, the best, like in issues like two, three, and uh, like in the two, three, and four. I uh, actually liked his art towards the end when, because uh, like I think even in the letters or whatever he says that he uh, started teaching himself how to to ink with a brush. Okay, and I think that really gave him like a, a big leap in, in skill and ability. Right, and uh, I really liked the look of that. I, yeah, it definitely looks like. Cleaner and more professional. Like, it yeah, reminds yeah. me a lot of, uh, what's his name? Alex Robinson. The, uh, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot of that. But yeah, I, like, that. I like the middle part because it's just a little dirtier, a little rougher, but it's right. not like, like the first issue looks a little, maybe like rough. too rough. Right, right. But I, I like the middle part where he's like just a little rough around the edges. Right. And I think it suits the story a lot better than the super clean. Yeah. I like the super clean. 
Mm-hmm. Or at least for him, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another thing, you know, how many Edward Baker fans out there know that he actually draws. He can draw, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he really not can. just shitty drawings. I mean, he's, he's good. Oh, yeah. And he's, and like, uh, I've got the trade here because we were trying to see if there were differences and the cover of the trade is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he, uh, makes me wonder, you know, uh, when, when's he gonna draw something for Marvel? That would be cool. Like, he could do a Strange Tales comic all yeah. by himself. Right. <laughs> He's got the pedigree. Yeah. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a, a story in uh, issue one of uh, Low Life where he uh, talks about Chester Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you, can't, yeah. you can't get much more indie than that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, May Marvel's like, well, we would have you involved in this indie project, but you totally sold out when you started writing Secret Avengers. <laughs> so you just have no Marvel indie cred. Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, like, uh, when uh, Brian Bendis, uh, started taking off at Marvel 2, uh, you know, uh, uh, he would, uh, he said, yeah, he initially got contacted on the strength of, like, uh, you know, Torso and Goldfish and all that to, to do Marvel work. And, uh, you know, Joe Casada contacted him and he's like, sure, what do you want me to draw? And, because uh, <laughs> I was like, no, your art's terrible. <laughs> We want you to write something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's great. Yeah, I, like, I thought Bendis was a decent artist, too, but, I mean, right. um, obviously he found his, the way to excel for him right. was, was by writing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he's an all right artist. Uh, like, a lot of his stuff is either super cartoony, which is pretty cool, or, like, tracing photos, right. which, yeah, I'm not big on, but uh, right. he, he makes it look okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Brew Baker is a true cartoonist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, okay, originally I read the, you you and the trade paperback, and that's originally how I read this book, was right. in the trade paperback years ago. And then this year, uh, for some reason, like, along the way, I've sold my trade paperback or gave it to somebody. Right. Um, and I, I read, uh, I found the single issues, and I bought those and read them, and I didn't remember the Chester Brown story, because there's a story that compares... Like, I guess Tommy is Ed Brubaker, right? Essentially. This is uh, semi-autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, the characters are all based on him and his friends, but he uh, he mentions in one of the uh, editorials or whatever that uh, he's fictionalized a ton of it. Right. But they are basically him and his friends. Right. Yeah. It's it's a springboard, at least, isn't right, it? Right, right. Well, there, yeah, there is a story that uh, is about... Um, Everyone calling him on basically ripping off Chester Brown. Right. And I, I didn't remember that story at all. And then, like, once we started talking about it, you told me that it's not in the trade. Right. For some reason. Even though the trade's called a complete low life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, I, but I totally remember when reading the trade paperback thinking, this looks a lot like Chester Brown's artwork. <laughs> like, even, even especially just the way he draws himself. Right. And, like... I think he even mentions in here that he started drawing uh, his autobio stuff before. Yeah, Chester yeah. uh, like, Brown was there because yeah, like first bunch of issues of of uh, Yummy for Chester Brown's book were not autobiographical; they were just like weird stories. Right. So maybe that is that is odd that maybe he actually did inspire Chester Brown to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, especially it's ironic since he got all the flack for ripping off right, Chester Brown. Right. 
But then, you know, Chester Brown got flack for ripping off Harvey Pekar and, you know. And Harold Gray. Right. Uh, there is something that, uh, I think is in one of the, the, uh, letter columns or editorials or whatever, and, and I think maybe even the last issue. Uh, I've gone on record numerous times about saying how much I, I dislike autobiographical comics. Right, except for mine. Uh, except for yours. <laughs> well, this is the point I'm getting to. Is that he, he makes a really good point about, you know, uh, uh, you shouldn't paint an entire genre of something with one brush. You know, the, there's good and bad of everything. And I kind of have to concede that, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of an ass when it comes to autobiographical comics. As, uh, the ones I hate are just the bad ones. Right. And, and like, you know, if there's a good one, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, you know, no matter just, what. Just like your stance on musicals. Like, stance on, no, no, yeah, uh, no, that, uh, that comes from a different place. Okay. That, that comes from a place of just being really uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. That is different. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not me saying that all musicals are shitty. It's just me saying that uh, I'm never going to watch one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just not your bag. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then autobiographical comics also not really my bag, but I will read the really good ones. I will, I will, I would like to seek out the really good ones. Supposedly Craig Thompson finished, uh, his new book like two weeks ago. I will very much look forward to reading that. Uh, I guess it's autobio. I don't know. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then, like I, like we said, this is semi-autobiographical, well, life. Uh, but, you know, he, he's a good writer. Oh, yeah. And, and that's Definitely. what really makes this stand out from, you know. Definitely. From some guy sitting at a table at space yeah. looking desperate at everyone who right. walks past him here. Yeah, just like a random, <laughs> random, like, slice of life. Right. Like, yeah, like, I, I forget which one it is. One of these has a, yeah, it's number two that has the life of crime story. Like, it, it's, it's very set up, you know, like a, you know, like a crime story. It starts off with, like, you know, him in jail and then it, right. then it, like, flashes back. And I mean, that's, that's a very, he's just a really you know, good storyteller. He knows how to put yeah. it together in a way that's entertaining and engaging. And it's yeah, still basically about him. Maybe and the good the writer in him probably does know when to flourish <laughs> and, and when not right, to. Yeah. Um Yeah, but it, Yeah, and it's such a it's such a cluster of short stories. Like yeah. that's that's awesome. <clears throat> like there's some bizarre like like almost like real crime stories. Right, right. And just like relationship dramas and just weird, like, observations. And right. It's a good mix. It's a very good mix. Uh, yeah, one thing I also noticed uh, comparing the issues to the trade paperback, stories are out of order. Because, uh, like, in, I think, what is it? Issue two is the uh, the the uh, crime yeah. story. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's the very first story in the trade paperback. And, like, the very first story in the first issue is, like, towards the end of the book of the trade. So they're just, like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's not, like, a chronological thing, necessarily. It's just, like, here's these random stories. Right. Well, actually, uh, kind of flipping through them after I had read the the single issues, I kind of saw that he kind of put them into more of a logical, thematic order. Oh, okay. You know, like, it kind of starts out with him as, you know, a criminal scum. 
and then like you know kind of transitions into oh, okay. you know, bad relationship territories and just like he's becoming a better person right right, right. well that's probably because as as the issues were coming out he was you know like maybe writing the stories and like once he had them all done he could sort of see you know how they would flow yeah, together yeah, right, what goes yeah. To, yeah what goes together better uh, of course, the the issues also have stuff that aren't in the trade. We've already mentioned. Uh, one of my favorite things is uh, I don't know if you'll uh, if you even can think of uh, what I'm thinking about. Which one's that? Oh, his uh, his letter to the Firestorm <laughs> letter column, DC Comics. Yeah. And they, they, didn't they like censor what he was saying or something? He got pissed about it? Or... Uh, well, he, he wrote a lengthy letter about how uh, there's a character in Firestorm who's being called punk because she got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and so he basically writes this letter complaining about how uh, DC is uh, just <laughs> uh, completely out of the loop on what punk is. You know, it's not just a haircut, it's an attitude. And he like, apparently listed, like, uh, a ton of, like, uh, punk icons. And so they just replaced it with the actual phrase, punk icons. Right, like all the all the great punks or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he was doing that tongue-in-cheek, right? Like, uh, supposedly. I, there's a little tongue-in-cheek into it, but... Uh, yeah. uh, he was he was probably a bitter punk rocker. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's hilarious, because the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I listened to the the podcast uh, Thomas the Flash, right. and uh, right around the same era uh, of the Flash, there was an editor who basically uh, just started getting pissed at the readers and would like take it out on them in the letter columns. Really, really? And, and Tom would like read some of the letters that like had these uh, like just <laughs> the editor losing his shit, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of the same with the. <laughs> This letter to Firestorm, <laughs> where they basically uh, make him stop reading. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. Hey, what's super awesome is that like Firestorm is one of my favorite DC characters. <laughs> and I even have those issues, and I should probably dig it up. <laughs> and read it, read uh, Nuclear Reactions. Yeah. <laughs> I believe issue 15 of Firestorm. Wow. I couldn't tell you which one that was. <laughs> well, that's probably good. <laughs> and uh, it looks like uh, uh, Low Life changed companies a couple times as it was being published. Only five issues. Uh, I think only twice. Was it twice? Okay. Caliber for like the first two issues, and then Aeon for the last three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did end up with Aeon. Yeah. Apparently, he, he refers to some sort of uh, incident with uh, the publisher of Caliber. Right. Yeah. Some sort of monetary uh, argument or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wonder, too, like, I mean, I know it's called low life, so, you know, like, it's all a story centered around, like, how much of a low life he is. Right, right. But I wonder, I mean, is he trying to be, you know, like, is he trying to come off as worse than he is? Um, because, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Cause I mean, like, it, you know, he's, he's like a drug using, drunk driving, womanizing, graffiti and thief. Thief, yeah. Uh, it just, it just seems like. Uh, 
uh, I'm pretty sure you know a lot of it is is exaggerated. Like, like you know, right? Uh, he says it, you know, in, in his uh, editorials, and you know, he he, you know, we just said it that you know he, he's a good storyteller. He knows right. what's going to make the story better, uh, even if it makes him look worse. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's where he was going with it. Man. Uh, I think I'm guessing that we both uh, enjoyed this uh, revisit. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's it's like 20 years old. So um, since then, I've I've read a lot of things that are similar that I would probably say are better. Right. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really good, especially for uh, you know, I mean, just realizing that he, you know, he can really tell like these sort of slice of life stories. Um, that are kind of funny and weird. Right. And then he can also tell, like, really good, like, crime and superhero stories. I mean, that's impressive. It's right. very impressive. Yeah. It's still kind of, like like I said, as I was reading this, just a real shock to the system to, to realize that, you know, this is the guy that uh, killed off Steve Rogers and yeah. <laughs> with a wow, time-traveling yeah. bullet that uh, <laughs> was uh, initiated by the Red Skull and Arnim Zola. That's you so know, bizarre. To, yeah. to be replaced by the uh, once dead, now alive uh, Bucky, who had been brainwashed <laughs> by the, uh, the the communists and lost an arm. Wow. Replaced with the cybernetic one. <laughs> I wonder if a lot more uh, mainstream comic artists like came from a spot like this, where you know maybe this maybe this stuff wasn't published or like they just printed up for their friends or whatever. But right. I wonder if there are like Walt Simons and mini comics and. You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> like that would be a great, great find if somebody put together like all the like right. unpublished like you know meanderings that you know right. artists were like not really finding their uh, voice yet. <clears throat> John Byrne doing uh, autobiographical comics oh, before yeah. he got the X Men. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. <laughs> or, uh, or, or at least uh, him, you know, trying to like rip off Robert Crumb or something. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I would love to see stuff like that. I could totally see John Byrne doing that. <laughs> I could totally see John Byrne doing that. <laughs> uh, man, I, I heard a weird story. This doesn't have anything to do with... I mean, it has to do with comic artists, but other than that, it's complete tension. So. Um, I was talking to Bill that runs Fearless Reader the other day, yeah. and uh, and he was telling me the story, because he runs Jim City Comic Con. Right. And... uh. You know, he, so he, like, they, they have like actual, you know, pretty big name comic guests usually. Right. And he goes and picks them up at the airport, like Chris Claremont or whatever, Paul Glacey. Uh, actually, Paul, Paul, Glacey. Yeah, Paul Glacey didn't show up. <laughs> uh, Paul Glacey canceled at the last minute. But, uh. <laughs> but Chris Claremont, for Chris sure. Claremont. Yeah, uh, Marvel Wolfman, I think, was there one year. And, uh, Michael Golden. Yeah. And, uh, and the story that he told me about Michael Golden, he said, he's like, you know, it was really weird. Uh, he's like, I, I always think that everybody that, is in the comic business, probably really likes comics. Right. He said, but when I picked up Michael Golden from the airport, he's like, it was just me and him in the car, and he's like, I, I don't know the guy, so, you know, all, the only thing I know that we have in common is comics, so I was like, right. I was like, hey, so what comics do you read? And Michael Golden was like, I don't read comics. And, uh, and he was like, oh, well, you know, you know, you don't really read them anymore, you know, do you don't, you don't have any kids or anything that are into comics? And he was like, no, I don't, I don't have any kids. And he goes, oh, uh, well, well, do you have a favorite comic character? And he goes, Rogue, because I helped create her, and whenever they use her, I get royalty checks. <laughs> and he was just like, man, I, I got nothing. And he, he said he started talking to Michael Golden, 
And he's just like this older dude who draws comics, collects marionettes, and like doesn't have anything to do with the comics world other than that's his job. Right. It's like, is that cool? Is that something that you're like, wow, that's cool? Or or you're like, that sucks. I think it's uh, more of a, a case of he probably was at one point into comics because, I mean, other than, like, you know, artists working in, like, World War Two era comics right. who basically, this is, the, this is the only thing I can get. Yeah. You know, I think his generation of comic book artists are, you know... Were fans. They sought out the work. Right, yeah, yeah, because cause I would put him in the, the sort of era of like uh, Roy Thomas or. Right. You know, uh, I guess he Micronauts. <clears throat> right, right, yeah. So I would assume that at one point he was a fan and he probably just got so disillusioned that now he just doesn't give a shit because he's just what he does. Because he worked for Marvel for well, so many years. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting that that he was like not, not at all in the in the comics. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Like uh, I've even heard that you know Mark Wade doesn't even you know read a ton of comics, and you know he's like the biggest comic nerd you know that right. you see on the internet anywhere. Yeah, uh, maybe you get burnt out. I don't know. Yeah, probably do. I mean, hell, I don't read a comic unless it's for this show. <laughs> so. Uh, I read I read I've read comics this week that weren't show related. Uh, I, I think I've read uh, read a handful, but uh, for the most part, I've only just read the Love Life. All right, uh, and I, I want to read comics, and when I do, I generally tend to enjoy them. All right, but uh, yeah, for the most part, though, it's like if it's not for the show, then I just don't have time. I got other stuff to do. All right, yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to read. I'd like to read more books too. On top of that, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I've got a stack of actual books that I, that I'm trying to read, and uh, yeah, we should just maybe we should change it up. Starting in eleven, we just review novels, <laughs> but we only do one every, one show every one, three months. One month yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's be realistic. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, you know, the, the comic creator fanboys who, who started rising in, like, the the 70s probably are all, like, burnt out, you know? Just kind of, yeah, they're just yeah. jaded and, like, I don't know, though. I mean, there's, like, there's our, there's other guys, like, um... I don't know, I'm sure there's people who, like, have such an enthusiasm for it that, right. you know, they... They're still right. enamored with them. Yeah, huh. like John Byrne, you know, he, he seems like he's kind of a jerk, but, you know, he does seem to have, like, an intense love for comics, which also, you know, kind of makes it, is what makes right. him a jerk, you know? Yeah. Because he is just... He's the Bob Bollard of comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, like, the angry fanboy. Right. You know, that, uh, you know, likes to stir up shit on the internet, you know? You know, his ne- that's what he does. His new Next Man comes out this week. New Next Man? Next Man number one. What? New John Byrne Nextman. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. Seriously. Yeah. Why have I not heard about this? <laughs> I don't know. Comes out Wednesday. Fucking hell. <laughs> Hold me a copy. Okay. You, you ordered some? Yeah, we've got like a handful of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a reprint? No. Nah. New stuff. Brand new. As far as I know. Okay, I don't want to. 
I don't want to go on record here. We're, we're going to look this up during the break. Just okay. break sure. All right. Wow. I'm down. Yeah. Because yeah. I told you, like, you know, like, like a couple months ago, I read, like, the entire series. Oh, yeah. You put it, you put the run together. So run. into it. Yeah. So into it. First Hellboy, right? Yeah. 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 You picked me. You and Joe got that for me at uh, yeah. Last Gym City. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Alright. Good stuff. Well, yeah, let's so, look that d- up. Did we, uh, did we, uh, any more to about low life? Uh, it's, it's... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know, is the trade in print? The trade came out like 10 it's, years ago. Uh, it's top shelf. I'm sure it's still in print. Yeah, yeah probably. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can probably find a used copy anyway. So yeah, if you like, if you like Ed Brubaker. If you like Ed Brubaker. If you love Secret Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love low life. Boy, have we got something for you. <laughs> But no, like, yeah, if, uh, if anyone's ever read any of the, this crime stuff, I would uh, definitely recommend Low Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anyone likes, uh, autobiographical comics, uh, it's one of the yeah. best ones I've ever yeah, read. Yeah, I'd say it's really good. Uh, yeah, go for it. And there's only five of them. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you know, searching out like 30 issues of the book no, already. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, get the trade. It's like, a, what was the cover price on the trade? Probably like 12, 12 bucks. 13 bucks. 13 bucks. Worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Totally. It's got a nice cover. Great cover. Nice feel to the paper. Uh huh. Yeah. Smallish size. Yeah. It's it's. If you're a small man or a, a child person, yeah, then, you, then be can, huge. you can still hold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Low life. Good call. All right. This is uh, good to revisit this. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So good break. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Gutter Trash. So apparently the next men is a brand new series coming out. This week. I am excited. And apparently, because uh, honestly, this literally was the first I've ever heard of this. So yeah, they'll probably be cancelled in like four issues. Yeah, they're probably not promoting it very well. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, because you seem to be in the know. I, I try to be. Most, yeah, I, most I, things comic related. I go to uh, at least two comic book websites a day. You know, uh, you'd, you'd think I'd have heard before now yeah, yeah. That, that this was happening. So, and, you know, it's it's a fairly beloved series from the 90s. It's fairly mainstream. I, yeah. he, he's a name. He's a name, I, yeah. And honestly, the only thing I've heard about it is when I looked at my order for him and ordered it. Right. Like, I've never seen any ads for it, working in a comic shop even. Like, right. They've never sent us, like, a poster. Like, uh, you know, I've never seen any... Anything for it at all. No. So that's kind of sad. It is very sad. Oh, well. Yeah. Also, the, uh, we made an attempt to watch the uh, the trailer for Thor. Uh-huh. Uh, we wasted about ten minutes uh, trying to load it, and then uh, it reloaded. And it would only play about three seconds. Yeah. So, fuck the internet and fuck Thor. I, I think the uh, lightning storm at the very beginning of the trailer looks good. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get me in the door. <laughs> I might have to see a little more. I think that uh, preview has been approved for all audiences. Looks pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. I like that yeah. that green color. Yeah. I wonder if, is that that's a is that a you know a CMYK green or an RGB? Because I'd like to print that out. It's really I think nice. that's an RGB. Oh really? So yeah. it might look. Yeah. It will look different when you print it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah fuck. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I was really happy with the. The four seconds I saw. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, that's one of those movies I will watch the trailer because I don't think it's going to spoil any plot points for me. No, I don't think it will. But I, I know I want to see that movie. Yeah. I don't. I don't even care what it looks like. Right. Yeah. Like I just want to go see a Thor movie. Well, I mean, don't you care a little that it looks good? I mean, what if it's you know not not to uh, insult our friend Matt Brashfield, but what if it looks like the quality that he would make? Wouldn't you just be disappointed after you paid, you know, thirty dollars to go see it, not knowing <laughs> yeah. that it looked like that way? I'm I'm willing to throw in the throw in the, roll the dice on this one. Like, like I, I like the Fantastic Four more than I like Thor. Right. Yet I've never seen either Fantastic Four movie right. because, like, I ended up seeing trailers for them and I was like, ah, I don't even want to see that. Right. And in this one, I just don't. I, I don't want to have anything ruined for me. I just want to go in and. Because I bet I, if I would have went to the Fantastic Four, I would have been like, well, it was fun. It was stupid, but it was fun. Well, you watched uh, part of uh, the first one with me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I saw it like, on TV. Like right? 15 minutes of it or yeah, something. Like half an hour, 45 no. minutes. You, you saw like major plot points happen. Yeah. You saw the, uh, you know, uh, saw all of the, the, the four do stuff. Yeah. You, you saw yeah. Doctor Doom turn into Doctor Doom. That's right. You saw the thing turn back into Ben Grimm uh-huh. and then turn back into the thing. So quite a bit. Yeah, and it didn't really make me want to see any more of it. No, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. You shouldn't. Uh, but that's the thing. Uh, those movies are terrible. And yeah. uh, Thor actually looks good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can honestly say that the Fantastic Four trailers did not look good. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had seen the trailers, and I remember when everybody was like, they were like juicing in their pants about the Silver Surfer trailer. Am I work? They were all like gathered around the internet watching it, and I was like, that looks... Like a video game commercial to me, yeah. you know? 
Like, it doesn't look like a good movie. Yeah, well, the Thor might look a little bit like a video game trailer. No, as really. Well. But, uh, but video games have come a long way in the past They have. Years. They have. Uh, and also, uh, you know, here's one thing that, uh, here's a couple things Thor has that uh, the Fantastic Four doesn't. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Who's that? Uh, he was, uh, you saw Goodwill Hunting, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he was the guy that wasn't Robin Williams, that was uh, teaching Matt Damon. Oh, man, it's been so long. He's a Swedish guy. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Wow. That's four things. You know what uh, the Fantastic Four has? Uh, the guy that directed Barbershop. <laughs> and that that girl that everybody thinks is a great... Right, uh, right. Screen presence for some reason. For some reason, yeah. yeah. And uh, and the guy from Nip Tuck. <laughs> and and uh, the Kamish. Man, yeah. That is the dollar store version of a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the uh, when you go in and, and you see something that looks, a character that looks like Spider-Man, but his costume's a little different, and it says, Web Hero. <laughs> that That's... <laughs> That's that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I will say because uh, I've seen both of the Fantastic Four movies. Uh, the first one, if you go in with absolutely no expectations, it is fairly enjoyable. Uh, the second one is just terrible. Uh, but uh, you know, you got uh, you got your uh, your soulless, uh, dead-eyed uh, Jessica Alba as the Invisible Woman. And uh, the completely uh, uncomfortable uh, Ian Griffith as uh, the Mr. Fantastic. Right. Absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. You know who does, does have chemistry, though? Chris Evans, who played the Human Torch, and Jessica Alba. <laughs> creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. And it's not a ton of chemistry, because, again, Jessica Alba is terrible. Chris Evans is really good. But, uh, yeah, they have a, a sort of sexual tension that uh, should not be. That's kind of weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that eventually all the way through just to yeah, like, yeah. entertain myself someday. But not... If you're sick. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, flu yeah. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I totally see where you're coming. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain movies that just are perfect for whenever, you're, you know, you keep... Having to run in the bathroom and vomit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a, like, they cause you to be nauseous way. Just right, like, yeah. you know, it's like a, a it's warm missable. blanket. Yeah. 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 You can pause it frequently and, uh, you know, not be upset that you haven't watched it for right. a full stretch. Yeah. It doesn't break up the ambiance. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That said, uh, the guy playing the Human Torch is also playing Captain America in the new movie, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Directed by the guy that did The Rocketeer. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, it's also the same guy that directed the Wolfman remake, which, which I thought was pretty bad. I thought it was, was alright. Uh, I enjoyed it. Slept. Uh, slept <laughs> like a baby. I thought there were some cool, bloody fight scenes. Yeah, too far and few between. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the right saying, but whatever. Few and far between. Sure. Yeah. 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 Why not? 
I can admit what I'm wrong. Uh, see any, uh, see any decent movies recently? Um, I watched Roadhouse last night. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I love that movie. I've never seen it. No. no. Really? Yeah. Never mind. I know what I'm picking for the next episode. <laughs> That was about it. Have you watched anything good? Watched a pretty entertaining movie uh, on Saturday. Uh, One that uh, when uh, Kathleen was here for the uh, Human Centipede episode, uh, there was a trailer for this movie uh, before the movie. Oh, okay. And uh, I put it on my Netflix queue, bumped it up to the top, came in last week, and watched it Saturday with my friend. It was pretty good. It's called Doghouse. Doghouse. Yeah. That was the zombie one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It's a zombie comedy. British. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty gross from the, like the trailer. Like very like lots of blood and spa- splatter. Splatter? Splatter. There's some. Uh, it's not terrible. Yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. Dead Alive's worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Worse in a good way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Worse yeah. as in, you know, the amount of gore. Right, right. Right, right. Uh, as in the, the gross factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, uh, I mean, there's, like, you know, violence and gore, but uh, it's not uh, It's not too much. It's yeah. pretty funny, though. Uh, hmm. Entertaining. Very entertaining. Uh, turns out, um, have you ever heard of a comic called Dog Witch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, Written by that guy. Uh, Dan Barrington? Uh, no. Didn't he do that? No. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of the Nocturnals. I thought I thought he did Dog Witch for some reason. It's Gun Witch. Gun Witch. Of the That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, I don't know Dog Witch. Though. Dog Witch is like a independently published comic. Uh, it's sort of uh, in the vein of uh, like a hack slash, you know, like a... Sexy female character wearing, you know, gothy, slutty clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, written and drawn by a guy by the name of Dan Schaefer. Uh, he's an incredibly good artist. Uh, wrote this movie. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, and there's a character in the, uh, in the movie who uh, runs a comic shop who is uh, obsessed with Bruce Campbell and the Evil Dead. <laughs> Is any of uh, the dude's uh, Dog Witch comics appear, yes. appear in the movie? Yep. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, the, the character is uh, telling a kid about uh, you know the, the, the nuances of the Evil Dead. And he's flipping through like the Dark Horse Evil Dead adaptation, and uh, there's a Dog Witch trade paperback sitting off to the side, and that uh, kid basically tells him to go fuck off, and then uh, runs outside the door and uh, starts throwing eggs at his window. <laughs> And uh, there's like dog witch trade paperbacks all up in front of the window. That's awesome. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. He wrote the movie. Yeah, it's like wearing. It's not like wearing your t-shirt when you play live. No, yeah, because uh, you're not in the movie. Right. You just wrote. Yeah. yeah. Why not try to promote you know something that not a lot of people would know about? Right. Yeah. right. But it turns out that uh, my friend who I watched this movie with, uh, she loves dog witch. And uh, so that was like a neat little surprise because right. I had no idea going into it that. He was involved. In oh, that. okay. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. You just thought it looked like a fun zombie movie. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doghouse. Doghouse. Well, he's all about the, the dogs. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doghouse. I recommend it. Yeah. Zombie comedy. British. And apparently, yeah, there's a guy from Snatch in it. Uh, the, the, the yeah. little yeah, I forget his name in Snatch. The little guy with the gun and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. There's also uh, maybe even be the same guy. I'm not sure, but a uh, guy who was in uh, the movie Public Enemies. He played uh, Babyface Nelson. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 I think maybe there were two people in, from Snatch that were in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Not sure though, because uh, it has literally been. Ten years since I've seen Snatch. Oh man, I love Snatch. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like, was that a joke? Well, because I had the joke. Oh. And I was also going to say that it has also been ten years since I've seen Snatch. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a good one. Too shit. <laughs> fun going on you get the snow you get the zombie movie you get yeah uh, I got uh, got my company Christmas party to look forward to next week uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Um, got some uh, mashed potato martinis to to Ooh, indulge in yeah yeah uh, that's yeah I got uh, not much else going on mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah um um no I gotta get an oil change. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> I'm doing that tomorrow morning. Right. Getting my oil changed, buddy. And I made a doctor's appointment finally to uh, go see uh, the doc about this ringing in my ears that's been going on for like two months straight. Right, right. Yeah. So I went to the doctor like a, a week ago, and he looked at me, and he, you know, he had given me medicine before, and like it won't go away. Right. And so he's like, I just I don't really know. I don't know what it is. So he's sending me to like a. A specialist to make sure I'm not going deaf or have a right. big ball of cancer in my head. Or right. something. Well, I hope it's not. Yeah, I hope any it's of that. Neither. I hope it's neither. I hope yeah. it's like you know, I need to yawn more often. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope that's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Right. We'll, see. well uh, I wish you luck. I'm sure it'll be fine. Thank you. I'm sure yeah. it'll be fine. Me too. Yeah, if it's not, then I'll give you a, give you a man hug. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Take you out for a taco. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> tacos always, always do the trick. Tacos are pretty awesome. Yeah. I like the soft tacos, though. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah we'll say, do you remember uh, Piccadilly Circus Pizza? That no. uh, used to be near uh, where Three Amigos apparently used to be. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of it, but I've never been yeah. there. It was... Uh, one thing I really loved about them was that uh, they would uh, they were open till like 5 a.m., and would deliver till four. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at the time I was working like a, a late night job. You know, I would get home at like you know twelve thirty at night, and uh, my girlfriend and I were like super night owl type people. You right. know, and naturally, just I, I am a night person. Like you know, if I get a string of like more than two days off, I immediately revert back to that. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, we would order. You know pizza from them occasionally because we were like right on the edge of their delivery area too uh, <laughs> uh 
but we would order at like you know three thirty in the morning. You know the. Uh, but the thing is, like at uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they had a special, where if you bought an extra large deluxe pizza, you got six tacos for free. <laughs> Do they always serve tacos? Yeah. Wow. And tacos they were nice. fucking awesome tacos. Really? We would just order them just for the tacos. <laughs> and like put the pizza aside and put it in the put it in the in the fridge. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome pizza too. But man, the tacos. When when did that place go out? Because I uh, it's been years, I, at least never, five six years now. I never even saw it open. Like uh, I don't remember ever seeing it. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. So now they probably had the uh, like <clears throat> the like University of Dayton crowd where uh, that's why they stayed open so late. Probably. Yeah. No, cousin Vinny's has that like kind of thing yeah. going on. Okay. Which sucks, because Cousin Vinny's is terrible pizza. I like it. It's the worst pizza in Dayton. <laughs> it's the worst pizza I've ever had. Really? That's not frozen. Really? But it's pretty close to frozen. Oh my gosh, worse than Pizza Hut. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because Pizza Hut may be like, you know, prefab manufactured pizza, but at least there's like flavor to it, and there's a formula that they've perfected to it. Cousin Vinny's is bad. Really? Yeah. I see. I like Cousin Vinny's. I like Cousin Vinny's. Not a fan. It's not my favorite. I'm a Joe's, obviously. Oh, Joe's is amazing. Oh. Yeah. No one listening knows anything about no, any of those no. pizzas. You've heard of Pizza Hut. Right. But uh, <laughs> if you're ever in Dayton, check out Joe's. It's right over by the Air Force Base, because you'll probably be by the Air Force Base, because it's... It's the only reason to come to Dayton. Adam Mendelssohn. So. <laughs> Yeah, check out Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza, Godfather's Pizza is really good. Oh, that's that, a chain. Oh my God, that opens this month. I know I'm the one right down the road. I am excited. That's awesome. I am excited. That's very cool. Uh, Corleone's is not bad. I've never had their pizza. Yeah, you have. I've had their. No, you've had their pizza. Have I? No, okay, I've had. The, I know I've had their Stromboli's. Right, we have ordered there really? before multiple times. Multiple times. Oh yeah. Back when you lived on uh, off of uh, Schroyer there? Really? And uh, a couple times here, yeah. Okay. The veggie pizza, for certain, I know we've ordered, because I love their veggie pizza. I must have thought it was okay, because I don't know. I don't oh, know. no, you really love their veggie really? pizza. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll have to do that again. Well, we will, because uh, you know, I started actually thinking about that today. I really should, uh, I really want to get one of their veggie pizzas. I love their veggie pizza. Let's do it. Let's All right. do it up. Well, maybe next Saturday. Maybe. What, were you hanging out this Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Draw, draw nuts. Yeah. 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 Oh, my schedule's all fucked up now. Yeah, so, mine too. Oh, I hate working Sundays. It's no no offense to Jeremy. No, yeah. I mean, you, you, your schedule's screwed up because of, of uh, you got a man down. Yeah, we got a man uh, down. Uh, my schedule's really screwed up just because uh, holidays are fucking with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I you know, usually hang out with uh, my best friend on Fridays, but... Uh, you know, like she's got like Christmas parties to go to, and then I've got Christmas parties to go to. Right. You know, and uh, so like you know, now we're like hanging out on Saturdays, or then we're hanging out on a Wednesday. You know, like I gotta tell Joe that we can't do league night at some point. You know, and <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy world. I'm looking forward to 2011 when everything goes back to routine. <laughs> Is that what it's all about? Is it going back in 11? Uh, 2011. I'll I'll hit my routine again. I mean, but is it gonna stay that way the whole year? Oh, just because not. of Christmas. Right? Just because of Christmas okay. right now. I see. Uh, crazy. Okay. I like I can't business. keep straight like 
when I'm hanging out with who and right. doing what, whatever. And, and then, like, you know, snow falls and everybody oh. panics and... Snowmageddon! <laughs> the snowpocalypse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Saturday. If, uh, we'll if, do a little corner. Uh, yeah. I wonder if my, 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 uh, my buddy's still delivering there. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's why, that's why I never kept <laughs> going. Cause I had a, I had a friend who I stopped hanging out with because, uh. Well, he, he vomited on me once. He vomited on me once. He, uh, threatened to destroy, uh, Things that I owned and murder my dog and, right. and threatened to murder his own parents. Oh, n- oh numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> numerous <laughs> times. Numerous times. Um, uh, I believe uh, I met this man. Uh, I met him a few times, but uh, the first time I met him was the night that he got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish him well. Yeah. Just I don't want to be there to, to, to see. To Understandable. See. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I don't order from Corleone's a lot, but uh, he's usually never been my delivery guy, okay. so, you know, there's that. Hey, well, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right, we'll try that out. Then. All right, then. <laughs> uh, so. I'm so itchy because of the cold. <laughs> Just keep itching. Sorry, I'm scratching. Right. My lips are fucking chapped to uh, hell. Oh, my, my ball sack is dry. <laughs> Like, it's really uncomfortable. Like, I can barely walk around or sit down. I just feel like I'm dried out. I'm serious. I might actually, like, when I get home, just kind of dip it in a cup of something. Right, right. Try some lotion? Yeah. Yeah. I lotion up. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I've been lotioning up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as we're talking about balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got some, uh, got some ball hair caught in my underwear once. Oh. And, uh, like, like, uh, like I was at work. And I was just like, why am I so uncomfortable? Why, why do my balls hurt? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it feels like some vicious marionette is, yeah, yeah. is pulling out my ball sack. And, uh, so I went to the restroom and then, uh, checked. And uh, just uh, you know, pulled pulled the uh, the underpants down, and just it was like a, an audible tear. Uh, luckily, oh, it was just, man, just just tear. But uh, yeah, wow, it was fine after that. <laughs> I I uh, I thought I was like a character in some like gross out comedy movie a few months ago because I put on my pants in the morning and I zipped them up and I was like, oh, and I looked down and <laughs> for some reason. My ball sack was hanging out of my underwear, and I am not even kidding. I was like, oh, my God, I just got my ball sack caught in my zipper. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't really happen, does it? I mean, that is like something that would happen to Ben Stiller or right, Jim right. Carrey or something. Right, right. But I looked down, and I was like, what am I going to do? And I, like, I tried to unzip it, but it's like a piece of metal ripping at your ball sack. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, like, I thought I was going to have to involve another person, because I was the only one around. Like, this was right. my house in the morning. But, I, I, yeah, I just went to the bathroom, and, like, it took me, like, 20 minutes to slowly peel my sack out of my zipper. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, man. 
This is what the show has become. (laughs) Well, this is the God's honest truth. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't make a story like that. Uh, Not for shock value. No, yeah. I mean, it just... It fucking hurt. And I was like... I yeah. Seriously, that was the worst part. I was like, wow, this hurts. And then, like, as long as I wasn't touching it, it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't hurting. Right, But I was like, I can't... I can't just, like, go to work like this, you know? (laughs) What am I going to do? Like, I really was like, I'm going to eventually have to, like, get help from my roommate or something. I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, (laughs) me too, yeah. (laughs) Smarted, but that was about it. Yeah, well, that's good. I didn't lose anything, you know? Good, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that we've concluded ball talk... (laughs) Wow. Uh, you pick a movie. Yeah. Well, originally, I'm not going to say the name of the movie. No. Originally, I was going to pick a Tom Hanks movie. No. Expecting you to possibly veto. Yeah. And, and I had a second one in mind. I probably wouldn't veto a Tom Hanks. Really? Okay, well. Unless uh, it was like, uh, you know, the Da Vinci Code. Was he in that? Yeah. Okay. And that, yeah. I wasn't that. Well, since obviously he didn't know <laughs> he was in that, that wouldn't yeah, have been probably wouldn't have been that. No. Um... <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, we were talking over the break. It's been a while since we've done a field trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's, like, all kinds of good movies opening uh-huh. up. Uh, so, how do you feel about seeing Yogi Bear? High and down. Because you know why? What is that? <laughs> is, it because, is it because life's a picnic? No? 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 Yeah. It is because great things come in bears. <laughs> now, obviously, you made that up just now because they would never use that as like a tagline, would they? Nope. It's the tagline. <laughs> it's the honest to God first thing they thought of. <laughs> And it, and it wasn't, like, immediately shot down by somebody in the office. I was like, well, no, because, you know, people will, you know, associate that with coming in bears. Uh, well, I think what happened was that, you know, someone pitched that line, and they thought, okay, great. It rhymes. And, uh, you know, hey, let's, uh, let's uh, pair it up with this artwork that we have prepared <laughs> of uh, a really close-up of Yogi standing uh, uh, behind Boo Boo. Uh, both with the uh, looks of uh, shock and surprise in their eyes. <laughs> oh, what a great idea! <laughs> but then they changed it. They they changed it <laughs> to uh, "Life is a Picnic." But, That's amazing. Uh, for a very long time, the tagline for Yogi Bear was indeed "Great things come in bears." <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that, I I have to think, like, somebody along the way was like, this is going to be so cool if this passes through. <laughs> you know, like, somebody involved in, like, you right, know, right. like somebody that hates their job, you know. Like, like really? <laughs> really? No one's caught this yet? No, not Yogi Bear. Oh, that's too bad. We'll watch that on video. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd rather I'd rather see the commentary track anyway. No, let's go see Black Swan. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Right. 
Would that be cool? Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, the Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I want to yeah. see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Me too. Yeah. So not the other thing that's coming out this week. What, was there another one? <laughs> no, I really want to see Tron okay. as well. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, you're not going to take me to go see that. Oh, I, we could still go. Oh, okay. I just think this would be a better show for us. Okay. Because there's going to be a thousand podcasts reviewing Tron. That's true. And also a thousand people at the theater on that weekend. Yeah. Like five of us at uh, the Neon where Black Swan is playing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm done. Totally Sweet. done. Yeah, Sweet. I haven't been to the Neon in a while. Yeah. It's all good. You can drink there. Can drink there. We can uh, support the local scene. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Black Swan. Plus, it's cheaper. It is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, a couple bucks. Yeah. And no 3D to pay $30 extra no, for. No. Which, eh, I'll, I'll see Tron in 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to I yeah, see Tron yeah. in 3D. Yeah. But, uh, like, like Thor is coming out in 3D. Yeah. I'm not going to see that in 3D. Yeah, I don't... You uh, couldn't yeah. get paid no. me to see that in 3D. Right. <laughs> if it was free, I'd see it in 3D. Yeah, yeah maybe. But yeah, uh, I'd yeah. still rather see it in 2D. I'd prefer to see it. If they were the same price, I'd prefer to see it in 2D. Yeah. yeah. All right. Box on. Fuck your hero. Let's do it. All right. Uh, uh. Good night. See ya. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>